Welcome to The Goddess and the Medicine Woman with Melissa McHugh and Sydney Decker. In this episode, Sydney talks about her experience as a podcast guest. We discuss what can be done when fear comes up and about being an example by showing up with our positive energy first. Come on in and join the conversation. Hello, Sydney Decker. It's a good day for a song. Hey. <laughs> it is. It's a good I always surprise her. I always, yeah, I always have to surprise you with my uh, singing. <laughs> it's like you're not ready for it. And I just jazz hands it up. Jazz hands. I know because we were at one, we were just talking about one thing and then here we are singing before we, <laughs> you hit record. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Today's a, you know, a weird day. I've been picking that up from a lot of different people that there's a lot of weirdness in the world and internally for a lot of us, I think. Um, just uh, getting on TikTok and stuff, looking around, there's a lot of activity. You know, people are just noticing a lot of different uh, strangeness in this world. Um, we got a lot of UFO action. I thought it was really funny. There's like people from other countries uh posting things like yeah yeah in the united states they're all over there and they got the congress with the um ufo uh, committee you know everybody's talking about all of the things and they're like but the american people don't seem to be phased by it they don't seem to care and then you'll see americans getting on there like you know why we don't care because we already know this is nothing new for us we've been seeing this for so long we knew the government was lying to us, and now we found found out that it's true, and we're like, yeah, we already knew this. We've been being abducted by these things for <laughs> generations, so no, we're not really phased by it, you know? And I just thought that was really, really humorous, that people are like, yeah, we know. Yeah. I mean, we know there's aliens. I mean, I'm not worried about it. No, because if I, they would already have taken us over by now. Yeah, if they if they were like if the if it was like supposed to be one of those like sci-fi movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And honestly, maybe that would be good. Like, maybe we'll see something (laughs) different. I don't know. Right. That's what some people are saying. They're like, we've been waiting for the aliens to come down so we can join them, so we can get this party started without all this blah blah. You know what I mean? It's like you got a better way, guys. Come on in and let's. We'll help you do it. Because we're sick of this, the rest of it, you know? Yeah, it's just very interesting out there. People are not ready to see. We know that aliens exist for sure, but our minds are not ready to see aliens walking on the street yet. Because that would be like, whoa. And then people would probably freak out about that. Like as a whole. I think some people are. Yeah, I think some people are. The people like, you know, conspiracy theorists and the nerds who uh, watch all of the sci-fi movies and stuff. We're just like, yeah, bring on the blue people blue red polka dots we don't care you know it's like it's really shouldn't be a thing at this point you know yeah. but yeah that's just one interesting thing that i've been noticing I'm calling them news. non-biologicals non-biologicals okay yeah. the and the one buzzword? interview and when the one interview i was watching because the it's funny because they're like interviewing this guy and the guy's like i can't answer that i can't say that i can't talk about this and then it's like yes. why are we even interviewing you but, yeah, he's a cia he's that cia guy yeah but yeah. um in the thing the the woman asks something like um are they non-human and he was like they are non 
human biologicals. So basically, he's like, it's a different form than alien. Like, they're just like, the pilots of these spacecrafts are non-human. They are biologically not human and not made of human beings. So that's the one thing that he did say, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Definitely uh, interested to see where this takes us, um, you know, on this planet. Just holding space for all of it, you know. So anyway, moving on to a uh, another topic. I we talked a little bit last time. Uh, we did have a guest, um, Chelsea uh, Brooke Cole, last time, and we. At the very beginning of the podcast, we talked a little bit about how you had gone on um, another podcast. It was your first one as a guest. And so I really would like to hear more about your experience, um, what that was like for you, and uh, if you're going to be doing more of that moving forward. You went on to talk about your book, correct? Yeah. Yep, I went on to talk about my book, and it's a podcast that's in my city. It's called the Masters in Creation podcast. It's on YouTube. And the two guys that run that podcast are really, really cool. Um, They're just basically highlighting creators and artists in the community and talking about them and giving them a platform. And it's just, it's a really nice platform because it's very chill, like, that's the one thing that I was looking for. I even told them that I, I, to be out there and to be a guest speaker, like I really just wanted it to be an organic conversation for my first time to kind of, cause this is, that's what ours are, you know, it's basically like organic conversations. And I just feel the best with that rather than having to put on a hat of like some type of I'm Ayurveda or I'm this. It's like, it was like, get to know Sydney. And she also wrote a book, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what I needed for my first time to be, um, put out there. So I highly recommend people check it out. It's on YouTube and I just go in and I talk. Is it about... only on YouTube? Is it only on so. YouTube? Oh, okay. I think so. Um, and I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, sorry. No worries. I, I jumped in because I wanted to see if it was on the other places. I, I feel like it's not. I mean, I've only watched it, seen it on YouTube and most people have seen it on YouTube. Um, but basically, okay. I just go in and I'm just talking about my life experiences. Yes, a really good questions that I've never really answered before, too, which I thought was cool, like about my experience with Ayurveda, how I started, how I started my practice, like when my business first originated, what inspired me, what kind of led me on that journey. Um, we even go into talking about like my relationship with the doctor who trained me to do the Ayurveda. And that's not something that I've talked about before. So that's that was interesting to share. Um, but overall, I had a lot of fun. I felt like, I mean, I was so nervous going into it. I mean, for like a week before it, I just, I mean, two nights, no, the night before I was supposed to do it, my best friend came over and we were like trying to pick out an outfit for like an hour. I like tried on so many different things because I just was like, it was something so new. So yes, I have this podcast, but I can wake up and I can go from my bedroom into my podcast room and press record. And I get to be with you who I love and who I know loves me. And we're very similar. And we just talk about the things that we talk about. 
And I don't, yeah, when we first started, I used to get nervous, but now I really am just like, I look, it's like we're having a conversation. Like I just, I have so much fun. I look forward to it. Sometimes I overthink the camera stuff like today. I'm just not feeling good in my body. So it's like, I was like, like don't post this. But um, <laughs> other than that, it's not like a, a big thing. So like to hand and also another thing too is like, we have control. You know what I mean? So like, like if I say something that I don't like, I can say, well, you edit this out or can you do this or can you do that? Or can you hold on a second or whatever? And we're more in control of it. Whereas when you go on someone else's podcast, you're just going there, showing up. They're going to post. They're going to post it. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to edit it how they want. They're, it's their platform and you are just a guest on it. So yeah. that was nerve wracking. And um, so trying to pick out the outfit, I couldn't even, I don't even know what, it, like, I guess that doesn't <laughs> even matter, but I just was so <laughs> nervous. Like, that's really an in-person, I don't even know, you, but had, I, you went there though, too. You went yes. there. It was a fit. It's, you know, it's going to be on video because it's YouTube. So it's not like on ours. Sometimes we only post little snippets. Um, you can see full videos of our stuff on Patreon, but that's the only, the only place you can actually see everything thing in video so it was a little bit yeah. different where you're showing up on like a stage the person's right there across from you you don't have the computer in between you you know the cameras mm -hmm. are on you you it, it's the a, lighting it's is on you yeah it's like going to joe rogan you know what i mean like you're sitting right there in it and it, it feels different definitely i would think Oh, yeah. And like they're they're asking the questions like I'm used to the one being like, and tell me about this and yeah. you too. like and then you'll come in and you'll ask questions. And it's like, cool, we have this platform. I was the one that had to answer. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a totally it was really fun, though. Like, I will say I, I'm very glad that I chose to go on that one to be my first one because it was the exact vibe that I needed afterwards to me and the guys like started talking and even getting more into conversation and like they're in line alignment with a lot of stuff that I think about and we were just like having these like really intense cool conversations about the world and this and that and it was like really great for me to hang out with two dudes and talk about this stuff because usually I'm talking to like women especially like my friends are into it but like women that are older than me and like I kind of always feel a little like outside of my generation and if that makes sense and um but so many people are starting to wake up that it was just really cool to be aligned with them. And then we went and had lunch and we hung out. Like I got there at like 1220 and I got home at 545. Nice. So it was just really cool for that and the connections. And I just wish them so much success and good luck on their journey because they're just really cool people who are just trying to do something like similar to us in the community. And overall, it was like perfectly aligned. I could feel like I get why that was my first one, like yeah. out of all of them. I do have a few coming up in August. So I have two coming up pretty soon, maybe three. I got to figure that out. And then I do have another one mid-August and I might have one more. I know that August is kind of bigger for interviews for me. It's a big month for interviews. Nice. And then I'm hopefully going to set up some more throughout and just kind of keep going on there and putting myself out there. So it'll be interesting because um, 
this one was particularly focused on introducing my book and putting myself out there in the Pittsburgh community because I've never really done that before. Like I've been here and I've had a business here for six years, but I hide <laughs> a lot. So this <laughs> you is did me. that one yeah. thing when you first got there, you were chosen to be in a magazine. That was yes. that's quite a few years ago now. That yeah, was that was 2020. Time. Yeah, yeah, that was the only other time that I saw you do anything majorly put, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Icons of Pittsburgh 2020. Yeah. So it's definitely helped me to overcome a lot of challenges because whenever I feel so much fear, like I was terror, like I was terrified and I'm not using that as an exaggeration. Um, cause you know how people are like terrified. No, like I, (laughs) I, and that they weren't like, I literally, and I don't know why, but I was like building up to it I was literally terrified like the night before like I I'm not gonna say our tagline I could cry Um, (laughs) but I was laying in my bed that night like and my brain because I used to struggle so much with anxiety and putting myself out there and public speaking and like I could feel inside like because and it was actually very interesting because I was laying there in my bed and I knew I'd wake up the next day to go and do it. And I could just feel like for the first time seeing myself as this, this is me actually trying to protect myself because it was like we could have an anxiety attack and then we don't have to go. We could get in a car accident on the way there and then we don't have to go. We could call them right now and just say that we don't want to ever speak to them ever again. Like it was like <laughs> yeah. fine, trying to find and all these things to get out of it. It's like we could say your dog is sick. We could say your mom came in town. Ta- like we could come up with like the craziest stuff to get out of this. And for the first time I was just watching it and I was just feeling that tightness in my chest and I just was feeling that pit in my stomach and feeling like I wanted to throw up and I wanted to run away and I wanted to scream, but I couldn't move all at the same time. And I'm glad I actually got it out of the way the night before. So that was kind of a thing, but I could just see how it was actually a way of me protecting myself because I am so afraid of being seen. Like, And I don't know why to be real. Like, I really don't. But it just brought out that terror. And then up leading up to it, too, I had, like, I did have thoughts for, like, imposter syndrome-y stuff of, like, who am I? Like, why do I think I can go on this podcast and talk about my book? Like, what, like, is my book even good? Like, does it help anyone? Like, what am I even doing? Why is this? Why did I even write a book? Like, who wants to talk to me for an hour? Who wants to listen to what I have to say? Like, I'm just a regular person. Like, I don't know shit. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, who is even going to care to listen to my, about my business? Like, why does that even matter? It was like that type of stuff. And then when I got there, because I've been using all my tools throughout this. So this was the first time that I could really see all these voices and see this fear and notice that this is fear. Yes. Yeah. And it's not me. And I don't have to give into it. This is my comfort zone. And I'm about to step out of my comfort zone in a really, really big way. Change. Yeah. Change. And, you know, we can go into, there's so many reasons you say, you don't know why this happened, but there's so many different reasons why people feel this way. And it usually comes down to change and that part of our brain that is trying to keep us safe. And yeah. so then you have to sit with that 
and talk to it and let it, you know, like you said, you had tools. We did some tapping, I think, on that. Was that one of the things we tapped on? No, we tapped afterwards. Okay, when I had my breakdown. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, Which we I mean, can talk about different that. things that you learned, though. Yeah, definitely. But there are lots of reasons. I mean, there are past life reasons, you know, if you're somebody that is interested in past lives or they're not past, but whatever that is that we as human beings call them past with our time thing. But I mean, were you persecuted in the past for being seen? You know, a lot of um, I was a lot of healers yeah. so many times. Yeah. A lot of healers know that, you know, they've done past life regressions and they've gone in into that and know that they were burned at the stake for being different and different things like that. So we even have the past life thing. We have what's going on now. We have our brains trying to keep us safe. We have things that have happened to us in this lifetime that have shown us, well, to put yourself out there is not safe, especially if you're people that are, you know, feel deeply and are sensitive and might not have fit in. In school, I know that happened to me um, in school where people laughed at me and then I never wanted to speak in public again. And then I used to have panic attacks before doing things. So there's definitely a lot of reasons that that go into, you know, why our old belief systems and the tapes that play and all that stuff. But just it's just really amazing though to um, see that that you can see yourself as separate from that, right? You just noticed for the first time I am not that fear. This is fear. And I'm over here and I can engage with it because of the tools that I've cultivated um, during my healing journey. So I think that's huge for people to understand that, yes, you you can have these struggles, but there are different, different things that you can learn how to do to um, overcome that. Yeah. And a lot of it is just not resisting it either. I would just kind of lay there and I would just breathe into those areas because like in my body, I'm feeling a lot of fear in my body, actually, and a lot of different things going on in my physical body. And this, the body keeps the score. So the body holds all the memory and the cells of your body hold all the memory. I think Ulrika was talking about that, too, in the podcast that we had her on. Yeah, a couple um, of people have, have stated that. I know your mom talks about that a lot, too. Yeah. And I could just feel like, I mean, when I was a kid, I froze a lot. So I have a lot of fear frozen inside of me. And so I think with this type of thing, it was finally allowing some of that fear to move out. So that's also another thing. It's like, yeah, you want to notice that this is fear. Feel it and just recognize that fear is going to feel like fear. You know what I mean? So you want to, you, you don't resist it because it's, it's fear. And we live in such a psychological, fearful world. So it's like back when we were first started out as human beings, like we have that reptilian brain that kicks in. That's like, um, there's an animal run or like if you're coming up on a car and the car stops really in front of you, like it kicks in and you stop. Like it's, and you're like, (gasps) like that, that's, that is survival fear. That is, I'm going to keep myself alive. But a lot of this other fear is just psychological fear. It's like all this stuff, like Okay, so if I go and I stand up in front of someone and they laugh at me, what's so terrifying about that? But in my brain, it's the most terrifying thing that it could happen, you know? So it's like all this like psychological fear and like thoughts and like holding that fear. So the first, this is like the first time that I've decided to allow myself to experience the fear. And it's so uncomfortable. It's so oh uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's 
terrifying. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just, that's the, that's the feeling. It's your heart starts to go. Your breath gets shallow. You feel like you're going to die. You might start to black out a little, little bit if it gets to that point. I mean, it's definitely not, not comfortable at all, but it's something that has to happen if you're going to move through it. If you're going to let it move through you, you have to feel it. And that's part of this, the deep work. You know, there are a lot of people don't like to do that kind of work because it's, it's not fun in the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it's just like, would you like to feel joy? Yeah. But what does joy feel like? Joy feels like joy. So in order to experience joy and to allow that joy to integrate into you or move through you, you got to experience the joy that feels better because joy is naturally lighter and feels better. Whereas fear, we're never, ever, ever going to escape fear. Like there will be survival fear. There will be just like, um, I'm afraid to like say something to someone or I'm afraid, like, what do I look like? Like human beings, I'm not saying that we're never going to escape fear as in like, I mean, there's so much fear on this planet. Well, we're going to rise above that. But there's two forces here. There's love and fear. And fear is not this horrible, bad thing that we make it seem like it is. Fear is something that is just a natural part. It's like the opposite. It allows you to even notice the the love and to notice the other side and to feel the growth and the evolution. Like when you're evolving, fear is not bad. It's you're evolving and you're stretching and you're growing. And that's kind of like the growing pain that comes with putting yourself out there or doing something that you wouldn't normally do or stepping outside of your comfort zone. So me, I've actually started to see fear not as this like evil thing that's going to get me and kill me. It's like, it's a part of the process. Like even if I become the most confident person in the whole entire world, I'm still going to experience fear. Yeah. Even if I meditate a million, million times, there's still yeah. going to be a time where like I'm walking and I see a spider and I experience a little bit of fear. Because yeah. I it dropped down in front of me or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're we're never going to avoid that. And this is what I realized for myself is it, it was like really good exposure therapy. Sit in it. Yeah. Just yeah, sit in everything. Beings, man. Human beings experience all of the things while we're down here on this earth. And we're supposed to. It's learning how to allow it to move through us in the moment and not get stuck in our bodies. It's that's when it becomes, you know, too much sometimes to handle is because we've just been stuffing it, stuffing it. We're not learning. No one's teaching us how to let it, allow it to move through in the moment, to be in the moment, to be present. That's why all of this meditation is important. You learn how to be in the moment first, and then you learn how to allow things to move through you while you are sitting in the moment. Because like you said, we're, we're all of us are going to experience fear, but we don't have to gather it and keep it and let it turn into these demons that it turns into that we're so terrified of because we just, okay, there's fear and we sit with it. We can befriend it. We can befriend all of these emotions, high pain, high, high pain, high fear, high anger, high grief. You're part of my experience and I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to let you speak to me. Am I supposed to learn something from you? Do you have a message? And then allow it to go, you know, with love. Say, okay, I'm, I've learned what I need to learn from you. And now you can go with love back to source because you're just an energy 
And so this is the whole thing that we're trying to accomplish in our evolution is being able to use all of these tools that we have in order to be a lighter human being, be someone who moves and flows with what our experience is instead of fighting against and holding on to and all of these things that you could tell when you say those words, fighting against, holding on to, you just feel constriction. But when you say go with the flow, sit in the moment, be here now, they feel really good. So to me, that's where I've come to in my knowledge of the human experience and what might be a better way of moving through it. That's just what I've recognized. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you allow fear to move through you, you can do things afraid. Like I was so afraid, but I did it because I wanted to. I wanted get that place in my life like I want to go on other people's podcasts I want it's not even a want it's the next part of my journey like I always thought like I would be someone who would like work someone work somewhere else work for someone else whatever and when I started to ask myself my higher self my soul god everything I was like all right where do we go next and they were like you're gonna start talking and you're gonna be talking and I'm like what and I'm getting chills right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I already have a podcast. I'm good. We're good. We did that one. And it's That's like, right. no. This is where we stop. This is, we don't go any farther here. <laughs> this yep. is going to be it. Yeah. And no, my journey, my next journey is to put myself out there and to let people know who I am and to put my energy out there. It's It has nothing to do with me, the ego. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with putting my energy out there. Showing people that energy experience, my energy experience from where I was to where I'm going to go and where you can start and where you can head. Like, I know that that's part of my path is to be a healing example. And I don't know what that truly means. I think I've talked about it on a podcast, like with my dad of the alchemist and being an example and that type of thing. And the best way to do that is to show people. Like you be an example. So I just have to keep healing myself, keep focusing on what I'm doing, but start talking to larger audiences, start going and putting myself out there to different people. Like I went and I did a networking event yesterday. I didn't want to, but I forced myself to go for an hour and I met some really cool people who I actually want to talk to you about the one um, about having maybe her on the podcast because it's like a very interesting thing with like vibration, frequency healing and stuff. Nice. Um, and he, like that she does, that would be cool to talk about. But it's like, that's what I have to start doing. It's I'm going to be sitting at a desk less and I'm going to be out there engaging in the community more because so many people, like if you collect, if you tap into the collective, if you're able to, the questions are, how do I do this? How do I start? How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I just keep hearing? How do I do this? And it, yeah. it's coming from the collective of like, okay, how do I do this? Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. need people to look at like, oh, okay, they're doing this. Yeah. And it's not fake. Like today I just posted on Instagram, like a cute photo of myself with like some um, good feedback from the podcast and everything. And I'll read you what I wrote because I decided I'm not going to be fake anymore. That's just not who I am or not fake anymore but you know what I mean like I'm not going to 
I'm going to let people know my struggles. So I said, how I feel after my first ever guest appearance. The first day I struggled being seen and my body dysmorphia set in body dysmorphia set in hardcore. And I told everyone I looked like a hippopotamus. Yeah, I did. Because that's I want people to know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But that was all just fear. Fear of starting something new, especially putting myself out in the world in this way. But I'm so glad I didn't believe the fear this time and I chose to love myself through it all. Now I feel so much more confident in who I am as a person and in my purpose here on this planet. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to everyone who has taken the time to listen. It is deeply appreciated. And then I go on to say August has a full lineup of interviews and I'm super excited. I'm finally allowing myself to live the life I deserve. Cleanse your energy, y'all. And that is like what I see. I went in being like, and it's me like looking cute. I'm like, yeah, I finally did it. And I'm like, yeah, video. Right, yeah. but I go in and I'm going to let people know. I thought I looked like a hippopotamus and I had a freaking mental breakdown Yeah, because I did. And that's when I called you was the yeah. first day. And that's, that's right. when I was crying because my body dysmorphia, I was like, I, I, I don't know what happens. Like, I don't understand. But when I saw myself, I thought I looked 400 pounds. Yeah. Like, and I'm not just being like, wow, I look a little chub. Like, I literally was like, who let me even walk out of the house? Right. And I think that's what people like, I was just, it just popped into my head. People with anorexia must feel that way too, because they are skin and bones. And they will do anything to get away from you so that they can throw up or not eat or whatever, because they believe with their whole heart that they are fat. And that is, yeah, I mean, that's like the same thing. It's like this something in your brain, in your mind is telling you this huge lie. And it's even like, like coming, it seems like your eyes are seeing not the truth of what's actually the reality. So yeah, it's very interesting to me, like the, even the physiology of it, like the physical manifestation of how you can see yourself as something that's not seen by anybody else. And that goes into like the whole physics of it, I guess, like when the observer looks at something, it changes. You know, what we're playing in our minds has a huge effect on what's actually happening. The lens that we see things through is a huge deal. It is. You know, on our reality or Mm -hmm. what we're observing. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. And that's what I was like seeing because there's a part of my consciousness that I'm like way more in tune with my soul now. Like I can actually feel her and she's like, I could look like a bag. Like I could look like it. I'm just existing, but there's this thing that like, yeah, it just was so bad. And then that's when I called you crying because I just could not it to see myself on that video. It felt like nails on chalkboard. Like it literally felt like that to see me. Like yeah. it felt like someone was like, like internally yeah. inside of me. And I couldn't even look. I yeah. could. And that to me is like so outrageous yeah. in a lot of ways because no one in my life, maybe when I was little, my brother would be like, you're ugly, but like right. not even, <laughs> right. I like, he never really said stuff like that. No one has ever really said to me, you're ugly. 
I mean, one time in sixth grade, I liked this boy and he decided he liked my friend better. And I definitely was chubby then. Yeah. Because it's sixth grade. Who wasn't well, chubby? Right. Yeah. But she was skinnier because she was just always naturally skinny. Well, but um, right. and I'm like thinking that's the only time because he never yeah. gave a reason why he didn't like me. But like nowadays, now growing up, like I don't want him to like me anyway. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's like. That yeah, is so interesting. But something small like that, though, too, can be a trauma. You know what I mean? Something like so innocent that he didn't even say to you that you were fat, but your mind told you that that's why he doesn't like me is because I'm a hippopotamus. You know what I mean? Yeah. In your mind. And it's like something so small can stick with you forever. We don't know what these little things, you know, because we don't allow them and we never learn to let it move through us. That stuck someplace. And even that innocent thing could be the whole reason that you feel this way about yourself because it's still there. It's still in there somewhere moving around festering since you were whatever years old. It's been festering. Yeah. yeah. You know, and well, it's even though before that, yeah. I, remember, I remember actually when I was a kid, I was getting attention I was really young and I was getting attention that a young kid should not be getting basically right. yeah, from yeah, yeah. men. And I remember, I really do remember thinking this in my brain, if I'm ugly, they won't mm. like me anymore. So I just started telling myself I'm ugly. They won't like me anymore. I'm ugly. They won't like me anymore. And it started when I was like really to remember, remember probably before nine because nine was when my mom would have me every night before I went to bed sit in front of the mirror and say 10 good things about mm -hmm. myself and I would have full-on tantrums like right. screaming at her saying I can't and like me and her would get in these fights because she did not understand it and I'm nine yeah. so it had to be before then probably like seven eight I started saying that because I didn't want unwa the unwanted attention anymore but it wouldn't have mattered if I was ugly or not yeah. I was going to get that attention anyways because that's where that person was right Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes, yeah, we can just kind of follow it back and back and see where it began. And then later on, we'll, we could tap on all of that too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I will say helped is when, cause I called you and I was crying and all that stuff. Cause I just was like, I'm not understanding. I need, but it's not even coming from my brain anymore. It's coming from like an internal deeper place now too. Yeah. So we tapped on that and it helped a lot. And I I did feel freer the next day to just kind of, I was able to watch the actual footage and be like, oh, okay. I just look like a human being. Okay. And you haven't taught, you didn't tell me that. So that. It's I mean, I'm not like that's loving good. it, well, but right. I'm not like, like look at how uh, lovely I look, but you're not. No. Yeah. It's kind of like just a thing. And that's a, a lot of times what uh, EFT tapping will do. It just makes even some of the most horrific memories I've seen some of my clients you know, move through this stuff. And as we tap at the end of it, they're like, yeah, yeah, that, that was a memory and that's what happened. But I don't feel anything about it now or else I can barely even remember it now. And that's mm -hmm. the magic of that stuff. That's why I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, the nervous system I've just seen is like, like the miracles. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the stuff that gets stuck in there and then so, something so simple that you could do and learn how to do yourself can move this stuff through immediately. And that's the thing to get to a point to where you've gotten all this stuck stuff out, up and out. And then you just start tapping on things as they come up, you know? 
somebody does something or you feel a certain way or whatever, you feel the fear, you feel the anger and you you feel the grief and you just tap and you tap and you tap and until it moves through you. And then there is gone. And then it's not going to stick there for 10 years. That's why I love it. Love it. Well, there's like also another component for me too that I think comes into play when I put myself out there and I'm vulnerable because when I would do that as like a little kid and stuff, my brother would be like, you suck. So I just started saying like mean things to myself before he could. So I'd be like, let me guess I suck. Mm-hmm. Let me guess I look fat, right, Nick? Let me guess I look like this, right? Like, sorry, now everyone knows my brother's name. But <laughs> let me guess. Like, you know what I mean? So I just started because like mm-hmm. I didn't w- like not feeling good. So if I was yeah. in control of me not feeling good. Right. Then- yeah, that's true. You kind of took control, but then in a way that was very skewed in your young mind, not realizing mm-hmm. that what that energy holds, the energy exactly. behind our internal dialogue, it creates so many things. I just actually just, I think on um, Instagram or TikTok today, there, there was a, a young man who posts a lot of stuff like that. And he was talking about internal dialogue and how you have to be very, very conscious of what you're saying to yourself and how, what he's like, you know, you could even be kidding. And just be like, oh, yeah, you're such an idiot. But he's like, don't do do that. It's like, because Mm -hmm. that is a vibration and your mind doesn't know you're kidding. It knows the words and the vibration behind the words are, you suck, you're stupid. Oh, my God, what an idiot. Don't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh, wow, that's a, yeah, that's really great to put out there and remind people. It's a great reminder of our internal dialogue is so so just as important as what other people are calling us, you know, and even in a joking manner. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And even more important, too, than what other people yeah. say. So I was always oh, yeah. just on the defensive, you know, out of fear. Like, if I if I say all these mean things about myself first, it won't hurt me if anyone else does. And two, maybe I will appear that way so certain people that I don't want to bother me won't bother me. <laughs> yeah. But yep. the yep. thing that I was I really enjoyed was... um. I went and saw my, one of my close friends yesterday and we were talking and um, she said some, or we were talking about this experience and my body dysmorphia and stuff. And she's, a lot of our fears are coming up anyways in a big way from now until about September 3rd, Venus is in retrograde through Leo and it's bringing up a lot of, Venus is the planet of like beauty, finances, career, um, pleasure, like all that stuff. So basically right now we're all being exposed to our deepest fears in regards to our self-esteem, our career, our finances, our pleasure. Like even if we don't experience, if we don't experience pleasure in our life right now, and I'm not just talking sexual pleasure, I just mean finding pleasure in life, we will be feeling it. We will be feeling lower. We'll be feeling tired. We will be feeling kind of chaotic, like past things will be coming up. Um, So this is a big thing for me to face head on is the self-esteem stuff because I've always struggled with it and it's always held me back. So um, we were talking and I was telling her how the compliments that I'm getting on the podcast are like, you sound amazing. Like you sound so intelligent. Your energy is amazing. Like I loved listening. Like it went by so fast. Like I loved what you said here and this made me laugh and just how you carried yourself and everything. It wasn't like, wow, I loved how your hair looked or I loved your outfit or your face was this. And that to me made me realize like I would rather have people who say things like your energy. It made me think about this or I loved how I laughed 
or I even like one of the one of my clients cried at a certain part when I was talking about my dad and how that made her feel and like seeing me and like seeing who I am as a person I was getting I'm getting more compliments about who I am as a person is and that's what I needed and it wouldn't matter what I looked like anyways like even if because my mom said something like um you know you're so used to in your generation like she's like yeah we would have it a little bit in my generation but yours is so filtered like Kim you're used to seeing people like Kim Kardashian and I want to let you know something Kim Kardashian had someone do her hair had someone do her makeup had someone do her outfit had someone set up the perfect lighting for her had the questions in advance knew what she was going to say then had someone photoshop the video had someone do the all the editing had someone change up the lighting even more and then she put it out in the world yeah so you're seeing something that you think is real that's not real and what you did is real yeah. You got up, you did your own hair, you did your makeup, you put your, you went and had a conversation, they pressed record and then they uploaded it like that. That's yeah. real life. Like it's real yeah. life. And so that helped me because so much of what we see too is so filtered and so distorted and like not realistic. But in your brain, you don't know that you're seeing a picture and your brain's thinking, wow, they must really look that way or that must be a reality for them or whatever it is. And it's not. And so that led me and my friend to talking about how, like, I'm, I already sold a book from the podcast and like people have like asked about my services and she's like, you don't want someone to look at you and be like, oh, I'm going to go to her because she's hot because that's not not a client you want to work with. I wouldn't want someone to do that anyways. I would want a client to be like, wow, she's doing the work I want to work with her yeah like I want to know what she's doing or how she can help me because she's doing these things it's so it's like that overall was just such a compliment about who I am as a person and my energy and the things that I'm doing and I just feel I don't feel confident all the time about how I look but I will say I gained a new level of confidence about who I am as a person and what I'm here to do And that's what's going to keep me here longer than if I think I look hot or not. And I think that that's finally starting to shift in my brain. Because, I mean, we were talking on the phone when we were doing the tapping and stuff. Like, as women, you are told from a very early age, you got to be hot or else you're nothing. You're not worth it. So, because if a guy doesn't like you, then why are you even freaking born? Yeah, why are you even here? You might as well just die because you're not worthy. No man wants you. And that is so embedded in our psyche as women. And we need to start shedding that. And that brings us back to the aliens to where we're all walking this earth together, flying off onto other freaking galaxies and uh, sitting down at a bar, drinking some blue drink with a purple polka dotted, uh, you know, person with a big, huge nose and no ears. (laughs) Who cares? We're we're living life. Nobody, it doesn't matter what we look like. We got to get out of that as human beings. That is one of the lowest vibrations that we're still (laughs) engaged in and is caring about people's race, people's, uh, you know, gender, people's anything to do with any of that crap. With the physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All the physical stuff. It doesn't matter. No one that I have, I mean, maybe when I like date someone, I'm like, 
I think they're physically attractive. So that's why I have them around. But I also, I'm, I was, I can't remember who I was saying. Maybe it was you. I literally cannot find someone physically attractive if I'm not into them. Yeah. Like I'm such an energy person. So like, to me, it doesn't even really matter what you look like. Like if I love you, I love you. Right. And I, it's, I'm not. I'm not doing this podcast with you because I think you're hot. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm doing this podcast with you because I love you. Yeah. I love what you talk about. I love how we work together. It's our vibe and our energy. And it's like when I think about yeah. who I'm yeah. friends with, I wasn't like they're hot. I want to be friends with them. Right. Like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? No, some people may first, you know, some people may do that. Well, they're hot. Well, yeah, I want to be friends sure with them. But do that. yes, because yeah. I even if I'm like dating someone. I think, like, the one person that I told you that I liked, what was the reason that I liked them? We're not going to say it out loud, but, like, it was because of something they said. Right. It had nothing to do with anything that they even looked like. Yeah. So it was just, yeah. like, a vibe of an energy of how they looked at me when they said it, and I just was mm-hmm. like, I'm in love with you. Yeah, and my best relationships over the years have been with people that were not as attractive as the people that I went out with because I was was attracted to them for their looks and they were just a lot of them weren't great people and they didn't care about me they cared about other things that and I was only with them because ooh, look at that guy you know what I mean but then I would be in relationships with people that weren't like the most beautiful person in the room and they were great great relationships you know so it it we really need to get to that that point to where it is energy first it is how a person shows up for you you know it's just people in your life if it's a give and take it's it's true relationship you know with a, like a well-rounded reasoning as to why we're you know hanging out with someone and then nothing to do with physical looks because that's just all old earth that's just all patriarchal blah blah that we've been conditioned to believe in and i'm just so over it so over it especially being a female uh version of myself in this lifetime i'm just like (laughs) come on girls let's just get together and just stop caring about any of this you know there's work to do there's other things to to think about you know we just got to get get out of this hole it's just it's holding us back it's keeping us down you know yeah and that's what it's been doing to me for years and years and years like I won't even make videos and post them on my own Instagram because I care I'm too I'm like I'm fat and this I'm like my body dysmorphia just sets in where it's like what the frick and I mean the my astrologer said I tend to have one that's like on the higher end of like Michael Jackson like I could literally go that way so and it started to set in yeah yeah it started, yeah. I've looked up Botox and I've mm-hmm. looked up some shit and I'm like, and I could see where I could get real yes. caught up in that real yes, quick. You could. And that's the thing is this noticing it though and having people around you that know that about you and that will be able to be like, okay, <laughs> that's maybe pull it back a little bit, Sydney. <laughs> well, not, I know, not I, I know that if I were to actually get like surgery on my face done, I know I won't like it. I just won't. Yeah, because so that's not why the problem. Am I even, 
exactly exactly that's not the issue but my brain's like you how you look is not the issue you're not some you know like hideous deformed person who you know had an accident and needs to have reconstructive surgery you're not and but you see yourself as that and it's not reality. So if you've got anything done, you would think you needed more done. Then, oh my God, then look at this. And now this is happening. So now I need to fix that. And we should go a little bit more. And that's what happened with some of these people mm-hmm. is that they're not seeing what's really there in front of them. So no surgery is going to help anything. No, of course. And I know that realistically. So I obviously I'm not going to do those things, but because I and I don't want to like I want to just like die loving myself like I'm going to be here just loving myself through it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've just got I just that's what I want to do because whatever like I was laying in my bed last night thinking too of like so I was worried about like finances and I was worried about how I'm like behind on a bill how I better get it to them and this. And I was like worried about how I look and my clients and if I'm like my business is going to fail and like all this stuff. And I was like, and so what if it does? Like if I, when I die and I leave, none of this stuff is going to matter. What matters is how I feel in my body and how I show up to these things, how I show up to my life. And so these things really do not matter and I constantly am like trying to drop myself not in a like fuck you way don't matter I just mean in a am I gonna let my day and I can't sleep tonight because I'm worried that behind on a bill like that to me is not a way to live yeah am I gonna lose am I gonna sleep tonight because I'm worried that I look like a hippopotamus like it's a waste of time you know what I'm saying like it's now become a waste of time for me I'm like noticing to worry about all these things I just want to live my life like I just want to go on podcasts and talk and show up and just be happy with the money I have be grateful for the things that I'm able to do like you know like I don't know I feel like a lot of things in our life or and obviously our world's very fear-based and stuff but i'm just sharing this because we're told that all these things matter but whenever someone like for example when my dad died i didn't think about if he if i had his money or what he hug you know I just wanted him to be, I wanted to experience more what he could do for me. It just was like, if I could just hug him, experience his energy one more time, then I would, you know? So it's like, why waste my time? Because when I'm dead and I'm my ethereal light body stuff, I'm going to be like, finally, I'm free. I <laughs> yeah. I hope all of that came through. Because on my end, um, some of it I couldn't hear, but I'm hoping that uh it does tell. Yeah. Because I wasn't reacting much, was I? Because usually you would have said something by some of the mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So hopefully though, everybody else will be able to hear that. And uh 
yeah, moving forward, just so you know, I mean, we're going to get better internet. Everything's going to be better. It, it, it's going to, it's happening in September. I'm going to have a, a new office and I'll be um, in a different space. So um, hopefully the videos get better. Hopefully um, all of this other stuff. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're such a pain in the ass. Start. Like I'm finally, now that I did this whole thing, like ready for video stuff. So. Yeah, I'm not ready for video stuff today, but I'm just saying, like moving forward, yeah, 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 we're definitely gonna gonna get there. Um, we'll be going, be going. on our uh, a third season coming up. Uh, you know, the end of this year is our second, and we're going into our third. And I feel really good about it. I feel really good about where we're headed, and um, so many amazing people uh, still to come up um, for the rest of this year. A lot of really cool guests, and. Um, I'm still feeling really, really great, great. And really strong about our uh, about our podcast. And also, we wanted to tell people um, we're going to start talking now about our um, women's circle that we're going to be doing at the end of August. And um, right now, the tentative date is August 27th. We're hopeful that that is going to stay the date. That's what we're working towards right now. And... It's going to be a woman's circle um, that we are kind of facilitating, right, for, for, for other women. And the, our first one is going to be um, focusing on abundance. And uh, we're calling it the Triple Goddess Women's Circle. We're working with one of our past podcast guests, Lauren. And um, I should have wrote down the uh, number if anybody wanted to go back and check Lauren out, but. I did not. I don't remember the the episode number that she was on. Was Lauren Whitting, Whitting, master Mas storyteller, um, and she does a lot of women's circles. And so this is going to be a vir virtual woman circle that we're going to. It's like a virtual circle slash retreat uh, kind of vibe. vibe. So, so we're very excited about that. We're getting that going. So keep an eye out for um, all of that moving forward. I am trying to get a newsletter started. Um, I'm kind of hopeful about that. So I'm going to put in the link in and see if anybody signs up for the newsletter. And it's just basically going to, you know, talk about the podcast, what we spoke about, um, what we're, you know, in the, we tape it, write about it. You can decide if you want to uh, go and listen to it based on, um, you know, the show notes basically in the newsletter. So, and then just other stuff that we're going to be doing um, together. And separately as well, what's going on in our lives. So if anybody's going to want to sign up for that newsletter, you can do that. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes, show notes. too. What else you guys? Did anything? Anything? We'll put my what's book that? in the show notes. It's on Amazon now. Yep. Sydney's book, we'll Cleanse Your Energy. Yeah. I will do that. that. Um, copy. And then, you know, what we'll do, too, is uh, we'll we'll put the link to my interview. Yeah, so let's do that. Watch. Yeah. Yep. We'll do that as well. Interview link. All right. I wrote that down. So and then. Remember that. Yeah. I think that's all that's going on for me right now. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I thought that was a really good conversation. I enjoyed that very much much and i hope uh, everybody else did and next um next up we have uh a 
a couple of guests uh, coming up in August, two guests in August, and then we'll be just doing two um, on our own, unless somebody really phenomenal pops up and then that's always a consideration. Then we could always get some, another guest in there too. So <laughs> that's what's happening moving forward. And um, I hope that everybody uh, enjoyed this podcast episode, episode 47. Very exciting. And so we were going to see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. Head on down to the show notes for links to Sydney's guest appearance on the Masters in Creation podcast, a link to her book on Amazon, and a link to sign up for our newsletter. Thanks again, and we will see you 